Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, Jürgen, we're here because you have an important message to deliver to our supporters. Would you like to tell them what that is? Ah, uh, yeah, I have to. Um, I will leave the club at the end of the season. Caught Offside with Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney. Oh, yes, Caught Offside from just outside of New York City and from an apartment in Brooklyn, New York, an emergency podcast of the highest order. What's up, brother? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm devastated. Absolutely devastated. And it's a credit to the man, to Jurgen Klopp, that even in, we've just finished watching his uh, press conference uh, where he faced the media um, in Liverpool, just there. And it's a credit to him and his charisma that even during it, I was smiling and kind of laughing and, and not laughing, but kind of the way he sucks you in and he's so engaging and, uh, and and I'm almost by the end of it, I was like, I can see his reasons, but I I that's not true. I I I I knew this day would obviously come because no, nothing lasts forever. Um, but I it, it this caught me off guard this morning. Re- it really did, um, especially with the 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 tenor and the mood around Anfield right now, the way the club was going. Um, so I I'm I'm old enough to just about remember when Kenny Daglish left in 1991 and I cannot tell you how huge that was but he sat down at a press conference ashen faced there was no there was no pre-video to go out on YouTube in those days it was just him there and you could see the weight and the pressure and the stress of managing Liverpool results had gone on the schneid that season had turned after I think a really good start to the season 1990. 91 things had turned and um I, I think we lost at Highbury 2-1 and 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 you could see the pressure on him and his in and on his face and everything and it had just been accumulating since Hillsborough and that one made kind of sense to me I 
this was a man burdened and weighed down. And uh, I, I'm not fully, I'm not fully, what are, what are the words I need here? I'm not on board. I don't have to be on board with it, but I'm still trying to grasp and comprehend Klopp leaving. In Seems the like you have a, a harder time accepting this. Yeah. Like looking back now, Kenny Daglish looked on on the on the edge of of a, something some kind of serious breakdown of some sort, definitely. Um, and I don't and because I don't feel that way with Klopp, and and he says it's not his health. Um, and I believe him. I don't believe there's a health issue or anything like that. I do believe he just doesn't have the vim and the vigor to go again and again and again and again. Just like he said in the videos, um, that he told the board in November that he didn't. He didn't think he could do it again and start the planning and the, the everything that has to happen. Like next season is already, you know, mapped out in some senses, mm-hmm. the tour, the preseason, what they're going to do. And, um, and I understand that. I really do understand that grind, but I, I do think I, I, I do feel I thought he would see it out to 2026. And my actual belief was that he would never manage anybody again after 26. I think that that would be the end of it. Um, there's other things that have struck me now while I'm talking. He's his father died at 66 in the early 2000s. That is a young age to die uh, in modern times. And Pop spoke about his regret uh, that his he, his father didn't get to share in his great successes that would come down the line as a manager. And Klopp is 56. I I really do think, he talked about in the press conference, um, the rabbit. He was on about the rabbit doesn't jump as high anymore and is and not able to do it again and again. And and I do think he's feeling, feeling his age. I do think the Premier League, the energy he puts into even his sideline performance, which we know isn't a performance. It's it's every inch of him and his emotion has has ground him down. And I do think his father's passing and the age his father passed at has maybe um, encouraged him to think of what he wants to do with his brief time on this earth. Now, his mother was a devout Christian and I do think Klopp is a Christian too. He's I only found a couple of videos talking about his religion and his faith and his belief. And I, I I've always got the sense of him while he gives 100, 200% to football and to Liverpool. And he has over the last nine years. I don't believe he believes that's all there is. Like I, I, I do believe he has perspective. And I think that perspective has come crashing in on him now as he faces a decade outside a decade gap between his age and the, the age of which, which his father passed away. I, I, I think that is weighing on him somewhat. Um, what he wants to do, uh, with his life and 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 do something else. In fact, can we can we just listen to this, Andrew? This is him talking specifically about that, um, about uh, knowing another life outside of football. This is from his video to Liverpool this morning. I came here as a and I said it on the first day as a as a normal as a normal guy. I am still a normal guy. I just don't live a normal life for too long now. And I don't want to wait until I'm too old for having a normal life. Um, and I, I need at least to give it a try at one point to see how it is. Will I miss it? Um, well, 
I said, I never had this really before, so I, I need to give it a try. And it's the right moment for me, and I think it's the right moment as well for the club, because I can't do the job next year, from next year on anymore, as I did it before, and then I'm not the right one anymore. So, uh, I mean, that kind of feels uh, central to, to this decision today, that that idea of, of another life, of another way of doing things. Yeah, I think so. I think he... Like you said, you were you're shocked by this. Look, I'm shocked by this in the sense that you never really expected. He did sign a new contract. He said even he thought when he signed that contract that he was going to be there, but he came to find out that he didn't have it in him. Um, but I'm also I'm equally not surprised in some ways. He said something during the press conference that I think is very true. Like he, he spoke about his management style. Everybody has different skill yeah. sets as manager, but he said my management style whatever success I have, it's going to be based around basically the two ideas of energy and emotion. Right. And he is full throttle on those two things at all times. It's a lot for nine years. That's a lot to be that way constantly. He's not understated. You know, he's not calm. Like he is the loudest guy in the room, whatever room he's in all the time. That's hard to continue at that rate for that amount of time. So it wouldn't surprise me that a manager with that personality would leave maybe before everyone was ready for him to leave, if that makes sense. So I'm I'm not surprised in that way. That does make sense. Um, yeah, and I do, I do. It's not that it's not that I doubt what he's saying um, about I need to I need to be two hundred percent invested. I need to be all over this. Um, I think it's important, and he does note this in the Liverpool video, which, funnily, it's amazing. Uh, the journalist It's not that the journalist's questions at the press conference weren't good, but the 24 minutes where he sat down with in-house Liverpool TV was kind of more revealing. He, he, he's, not, he's not a modern manager. He is a modern manager, but he's not a modern manager in the sense that he's more of the Fergie Wenger model. He said in in the interview, I became dominant. I think the word he used was dominant role at Liverpool. And he said it wasn't planned that way. It just happened that way. Meaning he was well, That's across, his personality. I think. But he was across everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like when we talk about the, the, the reshaping of the club, it's, it, it's, not, it's not like, well, uh, the reshaping of Brighton under De Gerbi. Brighton still operate the same way they always did, but De Gerbi replaced and reshaped things on the pitch. Klopp reshaped everything. The whole structure of the club uh, leading into the foot. So um, to do that every year and to be across things every year and to give it everything like that is hugely draining. He's not a coach. He is really a manager in, in the fullest proper sense of that. And and no wonder he's tired. <laughs> no wonder. I I... If I thought he was going to resign, it was during this the COVID season, though. Um, the the season um, after they won the league, where things fell apart, they had to ship seven goals at at Villa Park, which now seems crazy. No crowds. He seemed to his his mother then died in twenty twenty one, and he was an uh, an irritated, uh, hurt kind of figure. And then the 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 Super League announcement. I I honestly thought. There's a chance this guy is going to go in the next year. I, I Like at that point, he seemed drained. But then he came back kind of invigorated. They run City to the wire again. And uh, last season obviously was 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 a big drop off. 
Um, and he, he pointed out in the press conference how most managers would be sacked for that. But he's so central to what Liverpool are. It was never, never a case that that would happen. Um, and the ne- and he, he alludes, he even alludes in the video that the next manager won't be that dominant figure again. We're, Klopp has built this club to a point now and left it in a state where the manager that comes in next will be a coach manager, will be a coach primarily, will not be this guy who's like worried about what's going on in the canteen, worried about the training field, planning. It's going to be a much more singular role than what Klopp did. But then Klopp was doing what Fergie did in 86, rebuilding a club from from top to bottom. Um, Nine years, it it seems, (laughs) it seems like it only started for me. Really, it does. It's a long time, but it's also not. I mean, if you think about Fergie's tenure at United, if you think about um, Wenger's tenure at Arsenal, you know, well, I think they could str- have, he could have kept going. I, I, they, he would have been allowed to keep going, but he would certainly be an outlier, wouldn't he? Really, nobody stays in a job that long. Yes. And anymore, yeah, that is that is true. Um, just a few reactions to the press conference, and then we'll go into some deeper stuff. You know, it's interesting. Like you mentioned, he came to this decision in November. He's known this for a while. The club has known this for a while. It doesn't seem like there's really any panic going on at that club. It seems like they're in control of the situation. Um, They've had certainly enough advance notice about it just because we're all just finding out. I think the people there, uh, it doesn't get a sense that it's like, oh my God, now what do we do scenario? I think that Klopp giving them that sort of notice has has helped in many ways. Um, It's interesting with regards to that press conference. Like you talked about, you might have gleaned more from the 24-minute video than the press conference by no fault of the people asking questions, considering how emotional of a person he is, he seemed very unemotional in that press conference about his decision. Um, you know, he, he even, I can't, I can't tell his relationship with the media. He had contempt for certain questions that to me were completely reasonable, if almost fun. Like the one question that was asked, Jurgen, you know, you, you talk about a normal life. You're going to be leaving this position. What are you is there something do? you're looking forward to? No, I don't know what a normal life is. I will not, I cannot answer this now. I do not know. Was like, he oh, wasn't, he wasn't that rough. He wasn't. No, he, he had, wasn't. he had a level. I'm exaggerating, but he absolutely, that question compared to others, he had a level of contempt. It seemed for that well, question. Well, I think his, because... his relationship with the media is, is uh, sometimes he's so playful and other times he's, He's so curt and standoffish. I, he's, it's very unusual. But he has decided, and he has said that he's decided that all questions and of 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 looking forward or indeed reminiscing stop after now. You see, but that's he, what he, he, he kept thinks, saying. I'll answer a hundred. I'll answer a thousand <laughs> questions today. Well, they asked no, very normal questions, and he had no use for he, some of them that I thought I, were I, very I, normal. If he's made a mistake today. Uh, and if the club have made a mistake today, is that this can be some kind of, uh, th- is that this can be self-contained. We can keep this to the two press, the video on the press conference, and then we can continue the season as normal. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, let's see. That, that will be, that will be what he has to achieve within the football club. Like he has to do that now because they are, um, as the, the CEO who was there um, pointed out, uh, you know, they're fighting on four fronts. I mean, this is the potential to be a great season for Liverpool. Uh, so so certainly he wants to just click back into that mode. And he's asked the fans not to, you know, sing his song too soon, or, which he doesn't like anyway. Um, and I don't like either. It's weird. Um, you know, he wants to he wants to to just click back into manager mode and and um and be that, be be 
be focused on Norwich and be focused on Chelsea and be focused on the league and be focused on 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 the Europa the Europa League too. And I get I, well, I the media you. does not have to be complicit in that. The media's job the media won't be complicit in that. Nor the should media, they be. Nor no, should they be because their be job they they work for the, their papers, of course, but they work for the fans. They don't work for the club. And the fans want, the fans are going to have a thirst for this Klopp goodbye tour for the remainder I, of the season. If there's one person right now outside the Jurgen Klopp that's rolling his eyes and going, "Oh, for f- what?" Please, it's it's Jabby Alonso in the midst of a title race in Germany, well, where we'll he's trying, to... where he's trying to wrench away the uh, the the stranglehold of Bayern um, Munich on 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 German football. In the midst of that, he's now going to get bombarded. It's going to be a, a different Jabby story every week now until the end of the season. One hundred percent, unavoidable. Yeah, gonna happen. absolutely one hundred percent. But you know, and I guess. I guess with Klopp, then it does beg the question a little bit. Like if there's, you know, he, he spoke in his press conference, he addressed this idea of a distraction. He said a distraction takes two parties, one to try to create it and the other one to allow it, which is wow. actually very insightful. And, and I kind nice. of appreciate that way of looking at it. He's absolutely right. Um, with that being said, then why announce this now? If, I... if, there's, if there's concern that distract, and he's saying it won't happen, but the players are all going to be asked. He's going to be, I don't care what he said today. Every press conference, this is coming up. There are some angry Klopp press conferences ahead before yes. this thing is over because he's going to have, he's had it. He doesn't want any more questions. I actually so agree. So why, why announce it? I, I, so the sense of, or what we were told was that this was decided in November. Right. Nobody's had a peep. It's nearly February. Klopp said in the video, in the modern world, there is no way that this doesn't get out. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. <laughs> they've kept this. They've sealed this in uh, really, really tightly. We woke up this morning thinking it was another Friday. I I do not agree with that. I, I, I Unless think the seal was about, maybe they knew the seal some, was about to break. Somebody had someone, a story. Maybe. Yeah, it, possibly. It's possible. Possibly, and 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 maybe there are moves that a giant club make uh, towards getting a new manager that naturally reveal themselves to a staff, to other people in the in the in the environs of the club, and then straight away it it gets out there. Um, but personally, sure, could, if they're that's a good point. If they're doing things, by the way, yeah. what they exactly what they should be doing. If they know their manager is leaving at the end of the season, they should be making inroads with other possible candidates. It could be somebody at Leverkusen. You know, it could be an agent. Oh, like you know, it may it may have everyone at Liverpool might be doing all the right things to have kept it quiet, but they can only do so much. So it, it's and, possible. And Klopp it's would have out. to Klopp, out of a pure courtesy, would have to te- speak to some people that he's hired. Yeah, would have to speak to some people that he's hired and say, I ain't here in September. In fact, I'm leaving in May. So he'd have to do that. And then you're relying on on them. And it's not that they'd betray his confidence, but they'd mention it to a spouse or something or, you know, oh, hey, someone looks under a lot of pressure. They're under a lot of stress. What's going on? Well, I don't want to say anything, but I think, you know, the manager's going to be leaving. And yeah. that's how this that's how stuff gets out. And now we have a way to amplify rumors like that in in um you know, like like I said, that wouldn't have been around when Kenny left in 1991. Um, so maybe he's right in that regard. And is it worse that this bursts in March or April? Yeah. In a title running? 100%. It's way worse if this suddenly explodes then. So maybe, maybe they thought, right, let's, let's, let's face this head on. But if they think that what they've done today can somehow contain the chatter around it. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. Um, 
all right, the big the big conversation with this is legacy. Oh. Um, now look, we have a, a, we have many many we have many months to discuss this. Well, it's a weird conversation to have because, like you just said, it could be written. It's February, and they're fighting on four fronts. They're in a cup final. We already know that. Um, now the Europa League. I don't know how much winning that will impact whatever his legacy is, but it does matter. Um, they're looking to fend off Manchester City for a title, FA Cup, whatever. There's still a lot to be decided here in terms of you know legacy type stuff. However, for the most part, a lot of his legacy is etched in stone. And I think in a good way, regardless of what happens the rest of the season. Um, yeah, like just the reaction today, like this was not, this was not the normal reaction to a manager announcing that he's going to be stepping down at the end of the season. I'm getting text messages from people that I didn't even think knew anything about soccer that, that are interested in, in this. Like he has, he has made himself by his, by his own personality and by how successful he's been with this club, um, a club that has an enormous fan base. He's a larger than life figure within this league. You cannot accurately tell the story of the Premier League without a full chapter on this era of Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. And that's a team that has only won one Premier League title. Yeah. It's extraordinary what he has meant to this league. Um, and I think his, you know, whatever he goes on to do this season is fantastic, but his legacy is an absolute giant in the Premier League era. Yeah. Um, bridging that 30 year gap uh, between uh, championship titles for Liverpool is, it was something that that got to him. The emotion of that, we all remember. He couldn't. He basically walked out on a video link with Sky with with Kenny Daglish and a few other legends. He he couldn't take it. He he said he didn't think it would feel like this. He revitalized the club. He modernized the club. He made the club. In fact, he drove a wedge between uh, he between Liverpool and Man City and the rest of the league for the last few years. Even when Liverpool weren't contending last season. Um, for 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 the for the most part, he's he's made them the elite team outside of Man City in in the in the English Premier League, um, and revolutionised the club from top to bottom. Made some unbelievable signings, like some truly legendary signings. Like we will be in in the fullness the fullness of time, we will be talking about Mo Salah as one of the great signings. Into English football, yeah, Mane um, too. I think Mane too. His ability to, uh, to identify young talent coming through. I mean, it's no small thing that Trent Alexander-Arnold has been key to this era and is a scouser and Liverpool born and bred. That to, that is massive, and it was Klopp uh, that was able to do that and and um, and able to use him to the to the best uh, possible extent uh Virgil van Dijk Allison those signings that were made in, in, in the immediate aftermath um uh, obviously Allison came at the, in, in 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 uh January that year but in the, 2018 but in the immediate aftermath of 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 losing in in Kiev to Real Madrid straight out oh I mean they they Allison. identified they identified needs and they made sure to go and they yeah. identified who who was best there to 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 fill those I mean I th- and look I, he, he he battled man City and he he managed to do it without needing the club to spend in a way that was commensurate with what some of the other clubs around them were no. spending now it's no. not it's not to say that they didn't spend like van Dyke like you just said that was a world record for a second but, it, but again Allison but it, was a world record for a goal they, they cost but they cost nothing because because he realized that 
I can, through force of pressure, create a number 10 role without having a number 10. And he got rid of Coutinho. Right. And look at look at how sensible that seemed to be at the time. <laughs> well, JJ, I saw ESPN FC had an extraordinary tweet this morning to, that speaks to what you're talking about, that they were smart in who they got rid of to allow some of these other things to happen. Yeah. ESPN FC tweeted, Eric Ten Hag has already surpassed Jurgen Klopp's net spend as a Premier League manager. Yeah. Klopp's net spend is 356 million euros. Ten Hag's is already 396 million. That's, I mean, that's uh, unbelievable. Uh, it it does, and it it speaks to how United's dysfunction has has um, metastasized over the past over the past ten years, and Liverpool are like like Liverpool. One thing Klopp did, and and it was it was it's not fair to say that that Brendan Rodgers didn't try, but one thing that uh, Klopp did was respect Liverpool's history, but also move away from that era model of thinking. And you could you could say on the flip side that United are caught now in their old era. Well, we're Manchester United. We can spend and buy the best player and come in, and 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 that'll be fine. Um, and clearly, it's not the case anymore. It's it's it, it it's funny. Um, I I always watch United with the Liverpool lens, so I think that's a mistake we made in 1995. <laughs> that's a mistake we made in like 2000 or whatever. You know, like so. Sure. Um, but but back to back to what he's done, his legacy. He's also he was I was cynical at the start. So so when he came in, um, there was such a clamor and a consensus that he from the fan base that he had to be the manager because of the way he'd acted at Dortmund, because of his charisma and personality. And I'm always like, I'm all if everybody thinks something, I'm always a bit you have a big contrarian gene in you. No, I just I, like sometimes it's accurate. And in this case, it yeah. absolutely was. It yeah. absolutely was because he didn't just come in and 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 be a manager, a, a top end manager who manages a team for three years, gets them some success. And then often he was more than that. He connected to the city in a very real way and in a way that I didn't believe. I thought it was just a kind of mawkish sentimentality that Merseysiders have. <laughs> You know, oh, he's our guy. He'll understand who we are. Like, but he did. He got it instantly. Like, he he was able to connect with the fan base. Um, I was reading um, Neil Atkinson of the Anfield Rap. He sent out, if you subscribe to the Anfield Rap, he sends out an email. Um, the most beautiful kind of love letter to what Klopp did. And the key point of it was that he actually cared. We can be cynical about modern football, but he understood that this was a club with a connection to the fans and that the club really mattered to them. That's not Chelsea. That's not Real Madrid. This is a club rooted in its community and rooted in its history and its sense of self. And he understood that straight away. And he cared. And he referenced the moment. And again, it shows maybe, maybe there's something warped in me. Maybe there's something along the line that's corrupted me and 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 hardened me against the world. But do you remember being because it was it's in the lifetime of this podcast? Do you remember when uh it was early on in Klopp's reign? They'd they'd been through a few games. There was no they were not playing that much better than they were in Brenda, Brenda Rogers. You know, they were running faster, their stats were up, but they, they weren't great. And they had West Brom at home and they got a late equalizer for like a two two against as Neil said, a team called the Baggies. Yeah, right? and if I remember correctly, they went crazy. 
he put he took them the whole uh squad team who would probably want to go down a point at home to West Brom. Like, yeah. What's that? Took them in front of the cop and made them applaud the fans. Right, right, right. And Neil points that as as kind of, not as a turning point, but uh, an inflection, a moment where you could see this club mattered. And he wanted it to matter to the players. And he wanted to let the fans know, we care about you. I mean, at the time I was like, this is rubbish. You yeah. cannot manufacture this kind of stuff. But it wasn't about manufacturing. It was about, in that moment, you helped us get over the line. You helped us. This is our, uh, as as Neil put it, this is our covenant. This is our agreement together. We will, and, and that's how it's been. Fans, players, all as one, marching through Europe, marching through the Premier League. That's what it's been under Klopp. And he brought that back to the club. It wasn't there under Brendan Rodgers, despite 13-14 yeah. and the exhilaration of that. And he brought that back, Andrew. That's his legacy. Absolutely. Now, there is another part of this legacy that's interesting. And it's it's always been a little bit, it's, it's a little difficult to reconcile with Klopp because he is in some ways a tragic figure. Like, what I mean by that is, you know, during this run for Liverpool, I'll make no secret about it. Everyone who listens to this pod know I am not. I am by no means a fan of that club, almost bordering on hater. You hate and so, them. And yeah. so there have been there's any number of moments where I've watched Liverpool under Klopp win a game that I either felt they had no business winning or they pull one out in the 95th minute. I mean, my God, how many times have we seen it happen? Origi, like random guy. You know, that's why I was so I was almost crushed when I found out it was Liverpool that Tottenham were going to be playing in a Champions League. I wanted anyone else. Please not them. I can't. I can't. You know, so I've always felt that way. They've, they've won all these games. How do they do it? How do they do it? And yet, you know, so if there is not to say they've been lucky, that's not what I'm driving at. But there's a sense that, you know, they win a lot of games late. There's an element of luck that comes along with that in the minds of people who are not lovers of Liverpool. So you have that side of it. But on the other hand, JJ, the part of, of Klopp's legacy that's tough to reconcile is they're also the most unlucky club that I could think of maybe in the history of this league because they have done this in a time yeah. where they have been up against the absolute pinnacle version of a club that has had financial might behind them in yep. a way that we have never seen before in this league. And yep. look, and time will still tell on this because that club, Manchester City, will find out if they've been breaking financial rules along the way while also having that sort of unprecedented financial might. Klopp has had to Klopp has built this thing with Liverpool where in any other era it might be one of the great dynasties of yeah. a 10-year run that we've seen from anyone, but he can't do that in this era because he's gone it's happened to coincide with the most the most monstrous version of Manchester City. I mean there there's a parallel universe JJ somewhere out there where Klopp has three Premier League titles to his name with a fourth one probably coming. I mean, yeah. they have they lost title races with ninety two points and ninety seven points. Yeah, and like maybe when it's all said and done, you know, Pep Guardi- Pep Guardiola might be the new answer to the question of greatest Premier League manager. But right now, Sir Alex Ferguson is the answer to that question. He didn't win a title until his seventh year with Manchester yeah. United. Three of his first six seasons, he finished with he finished eleventh, eleventh, thirteenth. His highest ever point total was ninety two. Klopp equaled or surpassed that three times in yeah. his run. And it has a good chance of doing it a fourth here. You know, Ferguson won seven titles with 85 or fewer points. Klopp has not had that legacy. He has had to do this against a machine in Manchester City. And so that's why it's he got to play it like 
I think he's so beloved by this Liverpool fan base because he got to create a giant in the history of the sport. But by the same token, he got to do it without them having to shed the label of underdog, which made the story kind of even more fun, I think, for Liverpool fans, even if they didn't win as much as they would have wanted to. Yeah, you're so right. Um, he he got unlucky. He ran into the the buzzsaw that was Manchester City. Um he did emphasize to the fans and the supporters to enjoy the journeys, to enjoy even the seasons where they put up, they did phenomenal things. I remember the season before they won the Premier League when they, when they, um, 18, 19, when they run, when they ran City so close. And uh, he said, if it's not for Manchester City, uh, you know, but we go again. He was, he was very much positive in those defeats and he very much talked up the experiences and the journey because I think, he had to. He had to realize that if I'm just going to um, qualify my time at Liverpool as a success under the header of trophies, Premier Leagues, things like that, that's not going to cut it because we are in a mo- we are in an era of this unstoppable money and uh, dominance of of Manchester City. So, um, yeah, but you know, like I, I say that. I enjoyed those seasons. I enjoyed those run-ins, those chases, even if there was that inevitability about it. Now there was there was times when I was um bored. I think I used the term bored. Bored, absolutely, the right. you did. Yeah, bored. Bored wouldn't be bored by the inevitability of 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 being. They both won every week. And, but yeah, and, and bored <laughs> by the yeah bored by the inevitability of of what was to come, which was eventually the the trophy heading to Manchester. But those were, there was games within that. Like, uh, I think of uh, Shakiri and Origi rescuing one at Newcastle. <laughs> Amazing game that was. Um, going to Aston Villa in the season that we won the championship and and uh, being 1-0 down for most of the game and then two late goals just uh, from Robertson and Sadio Mane. So, I mean, for God's sake, when you were battling, not in a title year, but you were battling for fourth, Oh my god! And Allison scores. That's about against West Brom, against Big Sam and West Brom. That was about as as, as fun a uh, uh, a run in because we were so wretched, and then we had to pick ourselves up. So like there was there was just joy and and um, he brought again. I I don't want to make this. You know, I I would never dis- disparage Kenny Dalglish, but those couple of seasons under Kenny Dalglish, like. The football was, it was fine. We kept possession a lot. We hit the crossbar a ton. There was moments from Suarez that made you happy. But even the cup final win, the League Cup against Cardiff was like, we had to go to penalties to beat Cardiff. It was just like, it was all a bit stodgy. Um, And Rodgers, there was that, that I, from Christmas of 2013 to 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 May 2014 was a, a roller coaster I'll never forget. And the football was exhilarating. But it was kind of, it was a bit haphazard and it was all based on Suarez outscoring what Skirtle and Mignolet would let in at the other end. There was there was an element and Sacco. There was an element to that uh of it. But 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 he when he said he'd come in and pro- he promised a brand of football that would excite and would be would make you want to watch this team. He he delivered on that. He absolutely, you couldn't wait for the next game with this team. Can we play a clip? This was, uh, the BBC tweeted this earlier today. It's it's a fantastic clip. Gary Lineker, when Klopp was first joining the club, 
sat down with him and, and they spoke about this this very thing. Let's take a listen. How would you describe your footballing philosophy? Lively. I think it's it's not the smartest way, I know. Success but is the, the smartest yeah, way. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah, successful, <laughs> it's, it's cool too. But first of all, having memorable games mm. in a row, that's my first target. That the people really want to see the next game. You leave the stadium, you want to see the next game. You can't wait for the next game. That's what football should be. Mm. And if you can do this very often, then you will be successful 100%. I mean, if that was his aim when he got there, then mission accomplished. I mean, they yeah. were... You know, they they were very much whether you well, love what them, a name. hated them. They, they were they were very much must see television. Oh yeah, even early on. Remember the remember the game where he broke his glasses at Norwich. You poor old Norwich uh, with the late late Adam Lallana winner. Like that was a bonkers game, and and, and Liverpool had that. Look, remember those early those uh, seventeen eighteen Champions League games, um, against Man City and against Roma. Like okay. <laughs> We are going to concede goals, but we're also going to score amazingly, and we're going to we're going to score three against you early. It's going to be you're going to be three nil down in a flash, because we're we're going to be like a pack of wolves. We're going to just savage you. That football was just brilliant. And if I'm compiling my, you know, my top moments, my top three, which we'll probably do at the end of the season with audio, but just like just off the top of my head, like mm-hmm. um, in the Klopp era. Uh, it, they're they're like comebacks, like the four three in April twenty sixteen. Like Klopp was barely there uh, as manager, and they played Dortmund in uh, in Anfield, and the the Lovren header, just James Milner standing up across to the far post. It was just exhilarating, and they I think they gone one 0 down to Marco Royce in that game. Um, oh, just incredible football. Then probably pro- amazingly second. In terms of just moments, I'm not saying achievements, moments. Second would be the you know, hoisting the Premier League trophy. And the first one would be the the, the remontada. Absolutely. The, the comeback against Barcelona. Absolutely. You could argue that the great nights at Anfield in European football was drifting away, was something that belonged to partially in the Julier era, definitely not in the 90s. Uh, most most of the 80s, no. It was kind of a 70s thing. You know, it was... Oh, I mean, it, it came back under Rafa. Oh, yeah, it did. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rafa, the big knights. But the... I don't, I still don't think we had... We certainly didn't have the goals and the thrills and spills like we had under Klopp. No way. No way. Unbelievable stuff. Um, Truly unbelievable stuff. Yeah. Um, oh God, geez, now don't go. don't go. Now I'll don't, say this. I'll say this because I, I, I can. I can change. <laughs> we can all change. I'll say this because I tell me. I, t- tell me it's not final. No, 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 this is happening. I mean, you saw that press conference. Did that man see when it was brought to him that Alex Ferguson had once changed his mind? He was he was completely befuddled that that could happen. What? No, this this happened. Yeah, two thousand. Fergie was supposed to leave at the end of the two thousand and one two thousand and two season. Uh, or was it 2000, 2001? In and around that anyway, it doesn't matter. Fergie was going. That was it. He denounced it. He, you know, he, Fergie lasted another decade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, no, that, and, that, that was a man. If I walked away from the press conference with one thing that I took from it, it was, oh no, no he's done. Oh, this guy I, think, I can't I, wait. I, How many times did he mention this desire to live a normal life? He's so excited 
about the prospect of just waking up when he wants to wake up and going for a, going for a walk, going for a run, having a beer. Like yeah. we know he likes the other things in life. We know that. Right. Um, and, he, and I do, I really do think mortality is part of it. Like you're sick. Like he, I don't, he said, I will not be a club manager. I will not be a, uh, international manager for a year at least. I'm wondering because he didn't do a full sabbatical after Dortmund to take the Liverpool job. I'm wondering if he gets to the end of that and he starts to think, I don't want back in. Or he misses it so much that he ends up coming back in. He did confirm, folks, he will not manage a team in England. He said, and, he, I, that, and I, I believe him on that. he that absolutely will I not happen. I, I I believe him on that too. Um, yeah. I don't think he'll do a Rafa and end up coming back at Stamford Bridge in some kind of emergency capacity. Yeah, I don't I don't see that either. I'll tell you what. No. Let let's let's take a break now. This seems like a good spot. And then on the other oh. side, we'll do some of the future stuff. Liverpool's future. We'll do more. I know you're talking about it now, but a little more on Klopp's future. Still a little bit more to get to here on this on an unbelievable, a stunning emergency pod here on Caught Offside. More still to come. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, back now on a uh, pretty. I mean, this is oh, this is a, a massive Friday in the in the history. Certainly, right now in the sport. Now, I, I do want to. Can say I take the? Thing. Can I? Can I oh, ask? Can I ask you? Of course. Can I ask my my girlfriend? Can I ask? Uh, did you, the listenership? Can I take the rest of the day off? I'm not, not, not mailing any more T-shirts. Not doing anything. Can I take the rest of the day off? Uh, no, unacceptable. That is the antithesis of what Klopp would want. That is the opposite of professionalism. But that I'm is allowing distraction to take hold. No, unacceptable. I, I really just want to go and have a pint and reflect and play and play play. You still um, got four months with the guy. It's a, yeah. You're probably gonna. You might win a title. You might win four trophies this I year. I made a huge error. I watched a compilation video set to emotional music already. It's like four minutes long, and it starts at the very beginning of Klopp's reign. Yeah. And uh, what's that song? What the? I don't know what the hell you're Oh, it's. I can't think of it, but they, anyway, it's some <laughs> some really emotional music that I wouldn't ordinarily listen to. And now I'm I'm broken. Now I, I do want to say this because I I have got look. This podcast is mostly about you, 
this is your club. This podcast has coincided with this Klopp run for almost the entirety of it. I mean, we we start at the end of Brendan Rodgers in that era, but um, you know, we we've been here throughout all of this. We've had a, a, a good seat to this, um, but I did want to say because I've already started to see some of the tweets that have come to me because. It's just perfect, JJ. We're only a few weeks removed from when I basically announced to everyone that I've had it with this guy, <laughs> that I've had it with Jurgen Klopp, and I'm done with him. And so I saw people saying that I forced him into retirement. Um, and look, I, so I don't want to sit here and be disingenuous today and and laud this man with all this praise when I only have just told everybody out there kind of where my head is at with him. I do feel all of the, these things. He is one of the most important people in the history of this league. I've said, even in the times when I said I've had it with him, I've always prefaced it by saying I'd love him to be my manager. I mean, he's one of the greatest managers we've ever seen, but I don't want to be disingenuous. Like I've been open on Klopp. There are times when I have found him entirely insufferable. And look, not all of our listeners are Liverpool fans, so I'll speak for a lot of those people today too. I think fans of other clubs have always acknowledged his greatness, but have had a hard time with a lot of some of his personality. Uh, Now, what I'll say about that from his perspective is that's why Liverpool fans adore him because any of these things that... Also, winning managers get annoying. Well, I'm sure there's some of that too, but even you can tell, JJ, he goes beyond that. He complains about a lot of things. He does. The schedule. He's always got a problem with the schedule, the officiating. You know, he's getting into it with other managers. He, he just, he's a big personality. But I think that it's why Liverpool fans love him so much because whatever his complaints are, whatever, you know, whatever it is that he's insufferable about, it's always been to defend his club. It's always been based around a love of his own club. Even JJ, even the number one example of it that just happened from his interview that we kept talking about was when when the interviewer uh, wished him good luck. What did he say? Yeah, you'll say the same thing to Crystal Palace too. It's all about Liverpool. He only wants to be around people who love Liverpool. And so I get it. I understand why he is a god for that fan base, for the culture that he's instilled there. But I'd be disingenuous today if I if I didn't at least acknowledge that I only just less than a month ago said all this stuff about him that I had I I had had it with him that's fine that's okay you're allowed to have it with I mean be surprised if you if you didn't have it with a manager that's that's been as successful and and being as obviously um what's the word so his opinions always put out there you know I I can completely understand that but uh that's not that you know it's funny I would I think I'd be I'm in a weird spot right now I'm going to be there for his last game as Liverpool manager. It's. I thought about that it's very, very quickly. Unbelievable, really. Um, unbelievable. I, I don't. I don't feel. I feel sad and I feel shocked at it right now, but. In a way, the rest of the season, there's so much football, so much like. Half a season to go in turn like. It just feels like there's so much time left that uh, that's a buffer between me and the realization that that's the end of the Klopp era. That is that is one thing. So if I don't, if people expected me to sound more down, um, that's why I'm not. You seem pretty down. I am, honest, <laughs> I am, but I, yeah. I don't know. I'll say two things about you being at that game. Number one, if you wanted to, you could sell that ticket right now for probably 10 times what you paid for. And number two, you damn well better not. You better not do that. I'll question you as a fan forever if you do that. Why would I do that? I you can't do, do that. that. You cannot do that. I can't do that. Um, Unless it was out of some virtue, you know, because you just, the whole thing that we just talked about, that you you have taken that seat away from a local 
who you believe are the people that should be at these games. And this is the ultimate. This is Klopp's last game for this club. So if that w- if you did it in some out of some virtuous um, move to to help a local who wanted to be there, then I might say that it's okay. But no, you can't sell you can't sell that ticket. JJ. I'm not. I have no, I have no intentions of doing that. And uh, I th- by I the way, it's re- not necessarily his last game for the club. It's his last game at Anfield. But they, if they're in an FA Cup final, I don't know when the Europa League final is. Mm-hmm. But Good point. It, it, it we'll see. But it, last game at Anfield will hold. Just as much. Meaning. His last game for Liverpool could be in Dublin, Europa League final. Oh my goodness! Oh my lord! I mean, the accessibility of Dublin from Liverpool will turn. I mean, it's it's practically Here. a home goodbye. Good luck to the opposition that day. Oh, for God! It's good luck to. That's... I mean, that's when if you see how the... Liverpool travel on on mass to places like Kiev and to Madrid. Uh, obviously closer, but Madrid. And Paris and no Dublin. No, oh God, no, that ridiculous. is someone hasn't. I know they can't. They can't predict an English team is going to be in the final. But or, or but if it's Man United or Liverpool and they get a final in Dublin, like they're they're obviously circling that finals in Dublin, lads. Clearly, like it's yeah. Um. So the future, you know, we've talked about it a little bit what this club looks like without him. Now, it was funny when Carlo Ancelotti announced that he was staying with Real Madrid, there was, we talked about it, that the big winner from that was arguably Bayer Leverkusen. There was kind of an, oh, thank God, moment for them. And then when this news broke today, I'm sure there was immediately a sense of, like, we're back in this again. Um, Ben Jacobs tweeted this. He said, uh, Zabi Alonso, who's doing an amazing job at Leverkusen, is the early bookies favorite to replace Jurgen Klopp. Leverkusen CEO Fernando Caro, told me there's no clause allowing him to leave for Liverpool, but added, quote, sometimes agreements that aren't on paper are agreements as well. Read between the lines. This yeah. is this is happening. They will allow him to leave for this job. It's obviously a club that means an awful lot to Jabi Alonso. He won a Champions League there. He was a great player there. Um, they're not going to get in the way of him taking this job. Uh, so I would start. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who the other candidates would even be right now. I mean, Dejerby would be a candidate as well. What I think, I'm not sure Dejerby's personality would fit that role. And I think he could be too caustic and um, irascible. And what's what, what uh, other words? I don't know. Could he be I too think, fiery for that role? I, I mean, no, it's almost the, the seamless continuation of what's been there for the last nine years. No, I don't think so. I think Dejerby and Klopp are two different characters altogether. I don't I don't see that. Um Alonso emotional connection, footballing connection, um unfinished business as well. Uh 08, 09, should have been part of a title winning team. Uh young new ideas but not 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 a billion miles away from from core aspects of, of what Klopp likes to do. Bundesliga winning. Um, the, the experience thing, like Klopp was well seasoned when he took the Liverpool job. Well seasoned. Alonso is not. But I, 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 it was interesting listening to Alonso talk. Uh, so he was, he was asked some awkward questions last week about the rise of the German far right in a press conference. Just the way he handled himself in that would suggest that He's cool and calm and, and and capable of 
of the kind of outside and other uh, additional pressures that come when you're a Liverpool manager. Um, God. I think... Nagelsmann finishes with Germany early. International contracts easier to get out of. Uh, stung by his his one massive job and the sense of failure at that. Young, full of energy, full of ideas. German. <laughs> um, I think would, Alonso is a perfect choice. I really do. You you do. Yeah. Uh, if I were if I were a Liverpool fan, and I found out that that would be the successor, I'd feel. By the way, okay. I, I feel good. The, the people. <laughs> The people tweeting at me pictures of Stephen Gerrard's head—they need to stop. Okay. Well, that this—I is... mean—he's the one who's probably looking at this, thinking, "Man, I missed an opportunity. Like this should be me." I missed an opportunity transition. by proving I wasn't capable. Well, I mean, yes, essentially. Like, had things gone differently for him at Aston Villa, like the, the, the timelines were aligned for this to be his job. He had his time at Rangers. Do you not think he came though... to the Premier League. If it had gone well for him, like. Klopp leaving now, it would have been the right amount of time a, where he got his. Where he can made... I ask you this though, Andrew? Do you not see Liverpool as an organization, uh, ownership, that the 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 key people in key positions sense Klopp that they wouldn't, they would never go for a Gerrard. They'd have too much info on him. They wouldn't be blinded by anything. He'd have to have done something. He'd have to have led Aston Villa to a Premier League. You don't think if he had gotten Villa to like a Europa Klopp. League, they made a good run in a Europa League? You don't think that no. that Gerrard would have. I think that's I the legacy. I highly disagree. I think that's the legacy of Klopp as well. I think it's a different club. I don't think. Don't forget, hiring Gerrard is a 1995 decision that Liverpool would have made to try and you know, uh, you know, some kind of uh, warped, reheated boot room thinking. You know, like they were obsessed with this this succession. Bang, bang, bang. So we'll have guys who are all either played at the club or involved in the boot room. So we'll have Graham Souness, then we'll have Roy Evans, then we'll have no. And it took them forever to break with that. I don't think they'll go back to those days. Well, no, they're not going to now. I think the decision has been made. Well, I don't think there was it. any way that Jared, like, again, and we'd have to, what we're, <laughs> this is why this conversation should probably stop now and be terminated about Jared, is because we're imagining Jared is a good manager. Well, right. That, that's what, yeah, this is a, a hypothetical. <laughs> so it's I'm a saying stupid, if, he like, had, if he had finished, well, Neil, fifth, Neil Warnock when, might get it if, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you talk about like, you know, the the thing that's interesting here, you mentioned Klopp, uh, and you being at what is likely his last game at Anfield and maybe his last game period. Um, it, it will likely be Salah's, I think as well. I think, I don't know that definitively, but I think, I don't think that's certain. No, it's not certain, but I do think that this do idea you, of of the Saudis coming in with that what was it two hundred million or something? I mean, yeah, but do you not think the tenor, the the the, the mood is changing out there, Andrew? By the way, for for caught offside bingo tenor, definitely a big one today. Do you not think the mood is changing? Like if Benz among comes, among players, oh, like if Benz, like Henderson, obviously not that big of a name to come back, a, a, a big name because he's English, but not that big of a of a of a talent to come back. But like you're no, seeing, you're, I see what you're like saying. Like Jota from Celtic is trying to get out of there now. He's just. Well, like, at least that happened a few months ago. He wanted to go. It seemed. Like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Benzema. Yeah, I think Benzema is like no, nah, I. I, I I got something left to give and I, I really don't want to be here. Do you not think that would change Salah's calculation? Well, it's hard to say because I don't know what Salah, I don't know how to figure into that calculation, the importance for Salah being, you know, 
Egyptian, what it would mean to him to be the face of, of an Arabic league like that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, how what is the, what is the current to... relationship between Egypt and Saudi Arabia is another question. Well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know what they, Cause... how much money would matter to him. You know, he's achieved if they Liverpool could win the league this year, he's achieved everything that he could in this league. Maybe, you know, it's a chance for an obscene payday. Uh, I don't know. All I know is there's a there's a chance that it could happen. By the way, there's a chance that Liverpool might want it to happen as well. If they can get if, if they feel like that he's in some way about to hit a decline, they think they can get 200 million for him. Um, yeah, yeah. They might they be might... they might be just fine with that yeah. sort of thing happening. So this is all to say that you know sometimes eras can be blurry. This to me, and this is not to say that Liverpool can't continue to be great. That could happen. But if they are, it is still this. This is the demarcation, the end of a clear era for Liverpool with Klopp. I mean, he's if it's Klopp, who's been the face of the club and Salah, who's been their best player. I mean, if they both go at the same time, there's this era. And then whatever happens next is part of a new era. It's very easy to define. Manchester City's is like a little blurry. Yeah, I know people will look at Pep, but they were very good. They continued to be. The players were kind of the same. Aguero bridged the eras. Um, you know, so this though is like it's a new day when when the next season starts. If those two guys aren't oh there, God. it will it'll feel it'll just feel different. They could still be great. They probably will be. Yeah, especially if if, if Salah goes. You know, and Zabi Alonso, the, the big new manager in the sport, comes in. Who knows what they could do with that money? Everyone will want to play there. And 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 and, but who knows what Zabi Alonso could do with what Klopp has left? That's the one thing. And I don't want to bring this back to United or anything, but or even maybe Wenger, you you cannot say he's not leaving the club in a great position. You can't like even if they don't win the Premier League this season, like like the the, the signings that have come in mostly have worked out. Uh, although I mean we're only so far in, there's we still have to. The, 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 yeah. If you want to say the jury's out and something, but we're he's leaving at the moment as we speak. As he announced, they're top of the league. They do they do look like a force again. They look reinvigorated from last season. The structures around the club are really really good. Um, uh, I mean there are other things I suppose surrounding ownership, maybe surrounding wages, but uh, it's just it's it. I don't know it's. He's he's certainly not leaving. Like when you think of what Fergie left, <laughs> Fergie left a mess. Well, let's be honest. I mean, that's sort of what people thought is why he left when he did. Yeah, that may not be true, but I think it was almost like he saw the writing on the wall. We won a title. Let's. But he even contributed himself. He's like he could have got rid of a lot of players that were hanging around there for many years afterwards, and he never. Um, but I think this is a totally different situation um, for Klopp. I can't believe we're having this conversation, man. Yeah. I thought we were done with our podcast for this week. I, I, no, no. Oh my God. Oof. Not even close. This this was an I mean, I saw this. I woke up at six thirty in the morning or six forty, whatever it was, and saw this up. Oh, we're get that microphone ready. We're I did on. the one I, I went up to to make the baby's bottle. Um so she sleeps till like seven. Uh, and I I I did I did the one for once in my life, I don't know why. I didn't do my usual doom scrolling through through the news or seeing what text you'd sent me drunken from the night before. Usually, yeah, usually that's, a, that's a regular occurrence. Usually abusive sectarian messages. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, jokes aside, no, I didn't, I didn't check my phone. And um, when I, when I did, Oh yeah. 
Um, we'll have one little bit on this before we we finish out. I want to talk about what you think Klopp's personal future will be. Before that, though, I do want to ra- uh, remind everybody that Valentine's Day is knocking and Manscaped is the remedy for... We can't the- talk about shaving our balls at a time like but this. This is the exact time. They sponsor the show. This will be one of our most listened to podcasts of the year. The, the, when Pochettino was fired by Spurs, remember, JJ, that was like our most listened to podcast yeah. up to that point. We had never had that emergency pod. This, I mean, this is... As much as I love Poch, I acknowledge Klopp's importance to the league is is greater than Mauricio Pochettino's. Uh, you think? How would you think are are the the people that have been by this show uh, for the last several months with the, sponsoring the show? How would they feel if on a podcast like that we didn't mention that that Manscaped that the show is brought to you by Manscaped? I right? and I love I love Manscaped, but I haven't the heart to talk about my crotch right now. Well, don't worry about it. I, I got you. <laughs> I'm always in the mood. Um, The all-new Performance Package 5.0 Ultra designed to elevate your grooming game and shine like the heartthrob you are. Join the 10 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and snag 20% off and free shipping with the code CAUGHTOFFSIDE, JJ. Um, Of course, the the Performance Package, it comes with the the brightest LED spotlight yet. It's brighter than, uh, than your best romantic smile. Uh-huh. Perfect for precise grooming, even in the trickiest spots. And it's waterproof as well, making shower shaves an absolute breeze. Um, the also comes with the Weed Whacker 2.0 for nose hair trimming, uh, Manscaped's liquid formulations, two free goodies as well, the the travel bag and boxers 2.0. Um, so it's got everything, and you can get it for 20% off and free shipping with the code caught offside at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code caught offside because your grooming upgrade awaits. Ready to charm your Valentine's dates. All right, let's close out by talking about Klopp um, and basically what you think is next for him. Because here's my here is my prediction, and I know he is he is all in on this idea of a normal life, and I think he'll enjoy it. But I'm also predicting, with a high degree of certainty, this man will manage again. He cares too much about this sport. He's too passionate for it. I'm not saying he won't enjoy his time off, but I think he'll be. I think kind of a larger version of what we just talked about with Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne said he needed that time away and he's come back reinvigorated. Klopp will enjoy it and then he'll be ready to go again. This guy is not done managing. He's not. I think you might have a point there. Um, It's certainly, I mean, the fact that he said, I will not be a club manager or an international manager for at least a year suggests to me that, yeah, he will come back. Um, And if he says he's healthy. He doesn't have those kind of concerns. He says he needs to, he did say in the video, he, oh, I need to be busy. I need to be doing something. So that, I mean, that something could be, could be in, in, in the Bundesliga. It could be. Sure. He's too good at this. He's going, I mean, I'm not saying he's the, is he the best manager in the world right now? I don't know. I'd say Pep is ahead of him. But he's in the conversation, well, certainly. I, I, um, he's too good. I, yeah, I think he will be back. I have no clue where, though. I, like, you know, the obvious candidates will be he sees his buddy Tommy Tuchel struggling. Baron Munich, um, I don't. Is is Munich his vibe? I don't know if he'd want to deal with what's above him there. What about Real could Madrid? I see, could, Real Madrid, I don't think he'd want there either. Really? It just it doesn't. Does it, does it feel like Klopp to you, Real Madrid? Would, I think they would love him there. The style of play, oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't. The way he can connect with a fan base, he's he does that everywhere he goes. They would, I think they. I don't, love him but there. I don't think the fans. The fans could connect with him. I don't think he'd connect with the fans. I, I don't think they're that. They're too. They're yeah. demanding. They're probably the most demanding fan base yeah. in the sport. 
Um, could, could I see him manager Germany? I somehow could. That would be, you know, if he enjoys, ends up enjoying his time off and then realizes I want to come back in in a kind of a part-time capacity, international manager is probably, not probably, definitely suited to that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I I just don't know yet. It's it's too much. It's too much time left. It's uh, yeah. There's um, there's there's too much football to be played between now and May. Uh, I know I know, natural to want to speculate. I I I haven't a clue. I really I'll say this know. right now, and I say it a little bit joking, but a lot bit serious. If I'm the U.S., I'm at least making the call. Oh, for God! The next World Cup is here. I'm at. You don't have to do the rigors of the day to day club management. He'd have. You can live here. Maybe you you don't have. It's not the intense atmosphere of in Europe. I'm at least. I, I'm not saying he would do it. I'm just saying if the U.S. don't make the call, then they're not with the World Cup being here in 2026. Then they're not doing their full due diligence. At least make the call. I don't. Um, All right. That, I don't think he's thrown it out there. Blind bit of notice in, in he, he, he may not. And I'm not. I'm not saying what he should or shouldn't do. I'm saying at least make the call. That's all. Uh, I will say this. If I'm if I'm Sky Sports or BT Sport or Apple or Amazon or whatever, I am working hard at getting him and Mourinho together in some kind of project, whether that's I, whether it's a podcast, uh, some kind of film review no. show from the weekend. Oh, uh, I, I, it's a PTI debate style show. The two of them in a room together. I'm there for it. I want I would sign them up right now for a full season of Champions League football. Put the money out there. Get them in from September. Have them commenting on games. Absa- absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Just brilliant. Yeah. Stories. And then and then I would let the cameras run afterwards and let them talk and chat. And then I would chop that into a podcast. So like I would give them, I would make them feel the least amount of pressure because I don't think those two guys are, here we're doing, we're sitting down for the pod. Here's the podcast. No, no, no. Let them chat. Let them do that thing. Their thing after their studio responsibilities are over. I'm pro- I'm producing now. I'm thinking, and then chop that up and make it into a podcast. Absolutely. Oh my god! It's what we should do. And I would call it this remontada <laughs> with yeah. Jurgen and Jose. No, I mean their their football intelligence collectively is off the charts, and their charisma <laughs> might be even higher. Like how could it not? How could it not work? Oh yeah, and the, and there's and they're opposites in many ways, but they're similar in many ways. Yeah. Oh, great stories! Great stories about hugs and tears. You'd have Klopp talking. Maybe about that's what you call it, hugs and tears. <laughs> yeah, there and you that go. picture of Klopp and Mourinho hugging, but in the middle, Marco Materazzi. There you go. Um, JJ, I don't have a whole lot else. Obviously, there's still months. Oh, I have months. one thing. Okay, I, one thing that we missed yesterday from our. <laughs> from our Asia Cup coverage, and it's a German manager as well, and he's managing internationally. The the pelters that uh, Jürgen uh, Klinsmann is getting uh, from South Korea, for certain sections of South Korean media for that 3-3 draw with Malaysia, and for just his general, his general, he's smiling and laughing in the press conference afterwards. And while Hyungmin Son looks like he is going to... I, I got to be careful what I say here, so I will moderate. He, he looks very upset. I will put yeah. it that way. Very yeah. upset and 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 shamed. <laughs> and then you have, there's this brilliant still of Jürgen on the bench smiling when the third Malaysian goal goes in and the other two Korean coaches literally like crestfallen. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that because uh, we we had, our, we, we had a, ourselves a heck of a manager there. Yep. 
we had the full cleansman experience, no yep. doubt. Uh, JJ, Sorry. this was this was something. There will be a lot more on this, of course, as the season transpires. We got four plus months to go um, where we can really soak this in and really appreciate uh, the this Jurgen Klopp. You era. can take joy as, in it because JJ weeps on a weekly basis. I look forward to that. I weep anyway, so I might as or, well make it a many more hugs and tears still to come. Um, JJ, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this immensely. It was a great conversation. I will say when I woke up and saw this, like, I guess the mark of knowing that I really do enjoy doing these shows with you was like uh, instantly my first thought was, oh my God, I can't wait to talk about this with JJ. This is going to be so much fun. Well, that was, and it was, uh, I enjoyed it immensely. Hey, to you, I say, check you later, Jurgen. I'll see you. Take care. You've been listening to the caught offside soccer podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.